Welcome to Unleash the Awesome with Dave Gambrill. All of us have unique skills, talents, and abilities that aren't being used to their full potential. Our mission is to share the people, tools, apps, and other resources that will help you unleash your awesome on the world. Yo, what's up? It's Dave. Welcome to another episode of Unleash the Awesome. Today, let's talk about my top three biggest takeaways from ClickFunnels event called Funnel Hacking Live 2022. I just got back from Orlando, the Orlando World Center Marriott. I've been to that hotel at least 25 times now. It's a beautiful property. And Russell Brunson and Todd Dickerson and the team at ClickFunnels just hosted Funnel Hacking Live, which is an event to show people essentially how to monetize their product or service or message online, right? Sounds kind of crazy, funnel hacking, if you don't know what that means or is. It just talks about a sales funnel, having it online. And there were a number of amazing speakers there that were definitely helping us all unleash our awesome on the world. Lots of keynote speakers, lots of people who had grown up through the community and had a lot of success in the community selling millions of dollars of their products and services online. They, those uh, people spoke from stage. But we had uh, Marie Forleo and Brenda Burchard and obviously Russell Brunson spoke and Jamie Kern-Lima and Tom Bilyeu, who I actually got to ask him a question, which was pretty fascinating about smart contracts and the blockchain, things like that. All kinds of other people. I know I'm leaving a bunch out, but I promise you this, over the next couple months on this podcast, I will be digging much deeper into many of the presentations that were given so that you can get all the tidbits and the tactical and practical stuff. But today I wanted to share kind of the high level top three things like the the synthesis of the things that I saw and I heard that could be important to you as you're out there monetizing your own message to unleash your awesome on the world. Before I get into that, though, there's an episode I did of this podcast called Leap Into New Levels of Success After a Live Event or Conference. It was episode 15. You might want to go check that out. I'll make sure a link for you is in the show notes or the description or wherever you happen to be watching this or catching this. And I executed on my own strategy. Leap stands for Live Event Action Plan. And in that episode, I go into much more detail. You can go listen to it if you want. But one of the strategies I talk about in there is getting down to the conference area early in the morning and staying late into the night. Sometimes I was down at the conference area two hours before the doors opened. And many times I would go up to either the lobby area or where the bar was or out at the pool bar or wherever because that's where people were after hours. And it put me in a good situation to meet a lot of people, including a number of the speakers. I had an opportunity to get selfies with them, which was cool and obviously helps with social proof when you post that kind of stuff on social media. But I also had some really good in-depth conversations with people, some that I took pictures with and some that I didn't. And uh, that was a really amazing thing to do. And one of the things Russell Brunson actually teaches in his book, Traffic Secrets, which you should probably go read that if you want to get a copy, uh, the link's in the show notes for you. But one of the things he says in Traffic Secrets is sometimes you don't have to create traffic for your funnels or for people to come find you. You don't have to create it. You just have to find traffic and turn into it and just like stand in the traffic basically. And so that's what I did at the live event. There was, you know, I knew people would be coming towards the conference area first thing in the morning. And so I found a place where basically nobody could get by me unless they went through the back of house or through service elevators, which they obviously did with some of the keynote speakers because they didn't want to 
you know, get stuck having to do selfies and talk to people as they were getting ready for their presentations. But pretty much everybody else I saw multiple times. And because I was consistent with it, I would see them. And so maybe I didn't talk to them on day one or day two, but on day three, they would stop by and say, man, I've seen you here every day. What's your deal? What's your story? I feel like I need to meet you. And so it's a good strategy. And I executed on my own strategy, which the stuff I talk about on here is stuff that I do myself. I don't just make it up. It's not theory. So I executed on it. It worked really well. So if you want a deeper dive, go listen to that episode again. It's episode 15. All right, here are the top three takeaways I got from the event. Okay, the first one is this. Embrace the crazy. Embrace the crazy. As soon as you step out from the pack, as soon as you decide that you're going to do something different from all of your friends and all of your coworkers and all of your family, and you decide you're going to do something different that was not taught to you in the school system, and you're going to monetize your message or your service online and unleash your awesome on the world, people are going to call you crazy. People are going to say you're insane. People are going to say you're dumb. People are going to call you all kinds of names and things because it's a lot easier for them to hang out in their comfort zone and shout names at you than it is for them to get on board with you and join you on your mission. So one of the things I've talked about in another episode before too, I'll put that link in the show notes. I don't remember what episode number it is, but I talked about stop asking blind people to proofread your vision. Right, so as you tell people that you're going to create this thing or you're going to put a sales funnel online or you're going to start a group coaching program or you're going to start a podcast or you're going to grow your Instagram channel or whatever it is you're going to do, be a YouTube creator, people will tell you that you're crazy. And what I mean by not letting blind people proofread your vision is these people do not see your vision. And so you're asking them to see something that they cannot see because they don't have the vision that you do. All right, I've put another way. I will often say, you know, people don't expect people to understand your calling because it wasn't a conference call. Meaning if you have something on your heart, if you have something on your mind, if you want to put something out to the world, you can't really expect people around you to fully understand it. Because if it was your calling, it came on a one-on-one conversation, right? It wasn't a group call, right? It came from a source that for you, you heard it yourself, right? And so no one else could hear it. So all these metaphors, all these stories, all these funny turns of phrase that I use to illustrate it. But what it comes down to is you are going to be seen as an outcast, as something different. And so the faster you can embrace that and just say, yeah, you're right. I'm crazy. I'm different. I'm doing my own thing. You're right. You're exactly right. I marched to the beat of my own drum. The sooner you can figure that out, I think it helps you make that monumental mind shift that you have to do, mindset shift that you have to do to be okay in that space. So I I think the faster you do that, the faster you just embrace it, the better. If you look at some of my social media profiles in the little bio section, what I put is some people call me crazy, other people call me for advice. Because I I just embrace the idea that I'm crazy and I'm different. And I remember going back to my own story, which I'm not going to give you the details today, but you know, I was working in a situation where I worked for a huge pharmaceutical company doing sales and marketing and some internal training, and I was making really good money, and I had a pension and a 401k with matching and a company car, which I didn't have to pay insurance or gas for, all this stuff. And when I told people, like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this forever, they were like, you are crazy. (laughs) So if I had listened to that, I would still be doing that job today, which I'm not sure I would have the fulfillment and the lifestyle even because I've been successful doing this, um, 
I wouldn't have those things if I decided to listen to everybody else. So the faster you can embrace the idea that you are a little crazy and then secondarily get around people who are doing the things that you want to do or have done the things you want to do and listen to them, get around them. That's why it's important for me to go to an event like Funnel Hacking Live because almost everybody in that room has been told by their friends, their coworkers, their peers, their colleagues, whatever, that they are crazy. And so when we all get in the room and say, yeah, it's a bunch of crazy people, right? We just kind of embrace that. We know we're different. And so if you want to continue on your path, if you want to continue doing the things that you know you should be doing in this world, then embrace it and then get around people on a consistent basis by going to events, by listening to their podcasts, by reading their books or listening to their books, by joining their coaching programs, taking their courses. You got to get around people that are on the path because they will help you stay on the path because they understand that we're all a little crazy. And even Russell Brunson for one of his elite coaching programs of which I am a student of his, uh, one of the taglines is the 1% crazy because everybody else thinks we're crazy, right? So one, embrace it. Two, get around people who understand it and are going that way and doing those things. And that'll help you stay stuck uh, or or on your path. It'll, it'll help you stick to what it is you said that you want to do in the world, all right? The second big thing I took away from Funnel Hacking Live is this. Get your why or your purpose locked on. Simon Sinek was most definitely right when he wrote the book, Start With Why. You have to know why you're doing this. And it has to be deeper than just, I want to make a little extra money. I want to build a side hustle so I can make some money. It's got to be deeper. Why? Why do you want to do that? Why? You often hear me say your why should make you cry. It should make you cry tears of joy when you accomplish it. Or it should make you cry tears of frustration and pain and anger when you don't achieve it. It should be that strong. So for me, the example that you'll hear me give a lot is we have, my wife and I have three boys. And we told them all that we would help them get through college by paying for the equivalent of a four-year in-state tuition and room and board. Right. So if they wanted to go someplace else, they would have to figure out the difference. But we said we'll help you pay for up to four years in-state and hopefully that would help them get through college in four years, get their degree and do whatever and have the college experience. And listen, I'm an entrepreneur. I didn't do so well in college myself. You can ask me that story some other day, but I still believe that the college experience for my kids is important because they meet other people. Sometimes like in my case, you might meet your spouse and it's just a cool experience for them to have. So anyway, we said we would do that. And at one point we would have two kids, which thankfully this is now behind us, but two kids in school at the same time. So two kids in college. And so that's not an inexpensive proposition. So for me, it wasn't about, and for us, it wasn't about just making a little extra money. It was like having the money in, in free cash flow to be able to provide for our kids while they were in school and to pay for with their room and board and tuition and all that jazz. And thankfully they had earned some different scholarships and worked their way through. And so it wasn't as much of a burden as I projected financially, but I still, because that why was bigger than me, that purpose was bigger than me and involved other people that I care about. There was no way that I could fail there, right? I had to achieve it. So I would encourage you to think about your why or your purpose or whatever it is. It should be bigger than just make a little extra money. And oftentimes when you involve other people that you care about in that, it's really hard to backslide and not do it. Right. So a lot of times you'll hear me say your passion will push you like you might be passionate about something. You might want to grow this thing online or grow a business. You're like, yeah, I want to go do this. But unless you know your purpose, 
you'll get stuck on the first speed bump on the road to progress. And so I will say your passion pushes you until your purpose pulls. Your purpose will pull you through that speed bump that you're going to hit on the road to progress. And you're going to hit it, friends. I know it. Almost every single day in my business, something happens. There's something that frustrates me, something that gets in the way. It's not smooth sailing. But I'm like, okay, said we can help get the kids through school. That means I need to create some more revenue in my business to help that happen. And literally, I came back from this Funnel Hacking Live event. I was there for an entire week, uh, Monday through Sunday. I just got back and then... Uh, so I came back Sunday, and then Monday I was doing a college visit with one of my kids. And I was like, okay. And as I was sitting there and he was taking in all the stuff they were sharing at the college visit, I was kind of running the numbers in my head of, okay, how much is this going to cost and what do I need to do in my business to make sure that from free cash flow, this is never a problem. We could just make it happen. All right. So the second one is get your why locked on. Go read the book if you want. Start with Why by Simon Sinek really dig into that. Sometimes I do an exercise with my clients called the seven levels deep that I learned from Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. There's lots of ways to do it, just but just make sure you know what that is, okay? So again, the first one, embrace the fact that you're crazy. Embrace the crazy. Number two, get that why locked on or the purpose locked on. And then the third kind of high level thing I took away from this event was get some recurring or subscription revenue in your business. Monthly recurring revenue, MRR or ARR, annual recurring revenue. Get that into your business in some way, shape, or form. Whether you have your own membership program, maybe you're selling a software that people pay for each month. Maybe you have a newsletter that you send out, like a printed newsletter that people pay for. Maybe like me, you have some affiliate relationships with some of the things that do that. So membership groups or software or whatever where you can promote those things to your audience and get paid on that month after month whatever it is for you maybe it's a combination of those things which is kind of what i have set up figure out a way to get recurring revenue in your business because what i know to be true is it's the effort and energy that goes into selling something once is the same as something that you get paid on repeatedly right that the sales cycle the sales process generating leads and closing those leads and doing all that stuff it costs about the same from an energy perspective in terms of, and a systems and a process perspective in terms of getting paid on at once or getting paid recurring. And I'm not talking about selling like a big ticket item that you have payment plans for, but like something that is going to be an ongoing payment. So like a membership group, or again, like, like maybe like a monthly software type thing. And a lot of times you could create software, like that's not my specialty, but I know people that have created Chrome extensions. So not like full on software products like these crazy software products like salesforce or um, the google workspace or something like that but it's a more simple thing like a chrome extension that you can pay for either annually or monthly that gives you some cool things so there, there are ways to do it but just think about for you where is there a way for you to create some recurring subscription or recurring revenue in your business and it could even be products like nutritional products, consumable products, right? Like you think of Athletic Greens, which you've heard me talk about before. I talked about it on the last episode of this podcast and I use that every day. I like it. It's made a huge difference in my life and my health journey. If you want my referral link, check the link in the show notes. See what I just did? Uh, <laughs> if you want to try Athletic Greens, right? Um, again, you could go use that link, but if that's a consumable thing, right? I get it shipped to me every single month. It costs whatever it is every single month and they're going to get paid every single month. So that's a nice revenue subscription business. And what Russell Brunson said in pretty much his closing keynote at this event was 
every one of his businesses that he has now, which he talked about, I don't know, six or seven of them. I think he has more, but the main ones, every single one of them, the primary thing is focused on subscription or recurring revenue. All right. So if it's good enough for a guy that's grown a software company to, I don't know, over $200 million um, recurring revenue, I don't know, maybe it's good enough for you and me. Uh, so just something to think about. So if you don't already have that set up in your business, you should because it, one, like I said, the energy to sell something once, first getting paid on it repeatedly is the same. But two, it helps you project your business out over time. So if you're having to launch all the time, if you're having to, having to launch something every month or every quarter and just go through that process of you know, all the effort and energy that goes into it and then getting the revenue from it, it it's tiring. Right? If you've never tried it, uh, trust me, it's tiring. I've done it. I still do it periodically. But then the revenue comes in, but then for the next month or two, you don't have anything until you do that launch again, right? It's like a revenue roller coaster and an energy roller coaster, frankly. So if you figure out a way to smooth out those roller coasters with recurring revenue, it's a really big deal. So figure out a way to do it one way or the other in your business, all right? So to recap, three biggest things, three biggest takeaways. And again, I will dig deeper in the weeks and months to come of the episodes of this podcast. I will be doing takeaways pretty much forever. I took so many notes. I was mapping out how many episodes I could do on the plane ride on the way home, and I came up with like at least 30 different episodes that uh, would be either directly or kind of like an offshoot from some of the things I learned there. But the three to recap from this episode, one, embrace the crazy. You are different. If you're on this path, you're different. That's why I created my digital marketing mentorship Facebook group. That's why I created this podcast because I know people that are on this mission need help and encouragement and need help with their mindset. That's specifically why I made this podcast, but they also need help with the skill set and the tool set. That's what my Facebook group is all about. I, I know people on that mission need support and we need to help each other out and we need to encourage each other. And there's tools and stuff that you need to, to do the things, to monetize your message online or sell your products online. And so I help with all that. And so I've created all of that because I know people need it. So one, embrace the crazy. Two, get your why or your purpose locked on. Number three, figure out a way to get some recurring revenue built into your business, whatever that might look like. Okay, and I'll give you a bonus if you're still listening. Congratulations. Here's a little bonus. Brooke Castillo was one of the speakers. And I heard Brendan Burchard say this at his Experts Academy probably 12 or 13 years ago. I don't, I'm not really good with time like that, but I was, I went to his experts Academy at least 12 years ago <clears throat> and he said it at this event. And then I was reminded of it again from Brooke Castillo's presentation of Funnel Hacking Live. As if, if you're creating an information business or creating information products or a course, or you're going to write a book or something like that, or any combination of those things, or maybe have a group coaching membership subscription I just talked about. If you're doing any of those things, Brooke Castillo spent a lot of time talking about a framework and she has two products, basically a high ticket thing and then a recurring revenue thing, a monthly membership that's based on one framework. So she has a pretty simple framework, but it's powerful, right? Don't confuse simple and powerful. Oftentimes the more simple it is, the more powerful it is. And we overlook that. And so her presentation was really on that. So think about the things you're doing and teaching. Can you create your own framework, right? I have a framework for something I'm getting ready to, well, not getting ready. I'm actually launching it, but I'm in the process of putting it together now. But there's a framework and I've been sharing a framework a lot on this podcast. I've been sharing a framework over in my Facebook group. The framework is the basis behind a book that I'm putting together, all of these things. And the more I share it and put it out in the world and test it to see if that's really holds true 100% of the time, the more validation I'm getting. 
But when, then when you have a framework to rely on, then everything you do can revolve around that, even physical products. And so think about what you're doing and what you teach. And is there something you teach on a consistent basis that you could create a framework for? And if you can create a, an acrostic or an acronym for it or have it rhyme or something or have some alliteration, even better. But Brooke Castillo's didn't really have that that I remember. But she has a very simple thing that she teaches from and it's she has a multiple seven-figure business as a result of it. So think about that. And if you watch John Maxwell, who I know many of you are familiar with, a lot of the stuff he teaches comes in the form of frameworks and acrostics. And so look at, you know, take a step back with what you're doing in the world and see if you can create your own framework. And then if you can make a cool illustration for it, even better. And even if you think back to, this is what I remember Brendan Burchard teaching on 13, 12, 13 years ago, whatever, was the idea of, of the seven habits of highly effective people. That is a framework. And that book, even though Stephen Covey unfortunately passed away in a bicycle accident years ago, that book is still in the business bestseller section and people still refer to it and talk about it. Seven habits of highly effective people is a framework. There are seven things in that framework. And you could probably right now without much effort, if you've ever read it or heard about it, you could probably think of four or five, six, seven of them maybe because it's such a good framework and it's so memorable. Right. And because that's a framework, it was intellectual property that he could protect. So even after he passed away, his family or foundation or estate or however he passed on that intellectual property can still benefit from it today. And I guess more importantly, people in the world are still benefiting from it today because he created such a powerful framework. And so his work has outlived him, which I know for a lot of you, that is something that you would love to have happen, to have your work outlive you and be around for generations to come. So if that's something you want to do, you got to start thinking about frameworks right now and teaching them and utilizing them and leveraging them in your business. Okay. Hope that served you. Again, if you want to go listen to my live event, Success Framework, you can go listen to episode 15, Leap into New Levels of Success after a live event or conference. If you want to dig a little deeper on embracing the crazy and the fact that there's going to be haters out in the world, episode seven was Haters Are Required. And then go through all the stuff I talked about in this episode and start applying it to your situation because I know without a shadow of a doubt is going to help you unleash your awesome on the world. See ya. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Awesome. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please share us on your favorite social media platforms using hashtag Unleash Awesome.